Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Listen, I can't emphasize enough to you the importance of the story we're going to open up with today. I um, hinted at it, teased at it last week. The story of a defector from China at the highest levels of their intelligence infrastructure who apparently is giving up literally terabytes of information, not figuratively, terabytes of stunning information. Why you're not hearing about this story elsewhere? Here's my guess. Because the information he's giving up is confirming nearly everything Donald Trump told us about China in the early days of the coronavirus. Hold. Hey, get a VPN today and stand up for your digital rights. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. Please don't go anywhere today. Today's, I, I, it stinks because it's Friday. And sometimes people listen to the Friday show on Monday. This is going to be our most uh, important show. Of the I got that. Uh, more on the Georgia situation. More on critical race theory exploding. And a tease of what's coming up on my Saturday night show. Again, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that, private. Well, what changed? Well, the internet changed. Think about everything you browsed, searched for, watched, or tweeted. Now imagine all that data being crawled through, collected, aggregated into a permanent public record, your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebs worried about. But in an era where everyone's online, everyone's a public figure. To keep my data private when we go online, I use ExpressVPN. You should, too. There are hundreds of data brokers out there. Their only business is buying and selling your data. The worst part, they don't even tell you or get your consent when they buy it and sell it. One of the data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP address to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server, and my IP address is masked. Every time I turn ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it difficult for third parties to identify me and harvest and sell my data. The best part's how easy ExpressVPN is to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop, smart TV, doesn't matter. All you have to do, press one button. Just press it and get protected. So if you believe your data is your business like I do, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go today to learn more. Producer Joe, if you wouldn't mind your standard 1960s worst radio show voice ever, uh, Friday, welcome, please, my friend. It's Friday, yeah! <laughs> a little weak today, a little weak. That was kind of like a 1980s voice. <laughs> Got to go back to the 60s, where it's the worst radio, what do they call it, puking on the radio, right? Yes. Puking. Got to go back a little to weak, that. dude. <laughs> Reminds right. us of the Halcyon days. Yeah, that's right, man. All right. Hey, just a thank you. A quick tease, folks. My Saturday night show tomorrow, 10 p.m., Fox News Channel, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to have Rand Paul, the great Rand Paul, about something he's doing right now to get to the bottom of Fauci Gate that you're all going to want to know about. Don't miss the interview. I've also got Devin Nunes. Check that out. Look at that. See that? And you parade around in two minutes. Almost time. Show. You love that. No. You can't get it again. There's almost, there's virtually 0% chance you're going to get it. <laughs> He's like, you need to shut up. I'm running the promo. I'm like, no, I'm really excited about tomorrow's show. Plus, I got a CRT segment you're not going to want to miss. All right. All right. I can't emphasize enough to you how important this story is in Red State. Let's get right to the story. Breaking, all caps, colon. Jennifer Van Lar story. Chinese defector's identity confirmed was a top counterintelligence official. I got wind of this last week from some friends that this story was a really big deal. If you remember, I discussed that the DIA, our defense intelligence agency, our, our military equivalent in the United States of our CIA, they do defense-related intelligence, obviously, had gotten hold of a defector from China at the highest levels of their counterintelligence infrastructure. I ask you this. Do we now have the gold standard, the Pulp Fiction gold suitcase of sources in our hands right now? This isn't a MacGuffin. This is real. This story is shocking. I want to go into who this defector is who may be feeding us information about China, what he's feeding us, 
a suspicious piece of activity about a bunch of Chinese nationals who came back to the United States early in January 2020. Why would they do that? And also, some information about, they may have Hunter's laptop to his stories. Just to, let's go through it one by one. There are so many nuggets. I don't want to miss them. I want to get to a lot of other stuff too. Screenshot number one. So who is this guy? Well, Red State's Jennifer Van Lahr has got some great sources here. Confirm that the defector is a man by the name of Dong Jingwei. He was in charge of counterintelligence efforts in China. So he flew to the United States in mid-February. He said, hey, I'm visiting my daughter at a university in California. Eh, not so much. When Dong landed in California, he contacted DIA officials and told them about his plans to defect and the information he brought with him. Jingwei then hid in plain sight for about two weeks before disappearing into DIA custody. My guess is you won't see Dong Jingwei again anytime in the near future because of the threat of him being um, suicided by the Chinese Communist Party. Ladies and gentlemen, China is furious about this. Furious. I'm telling you behind the scenes, they are enraged. They want this guy returned. They want him returned now. What's that? What, remember Top Gun when they do the, the flyby? And the, I want some butts and I want them now. Some Chinese Communist Party official is telling Tony Blinken, our Secretary of State, we want some butts and we want them now. And the butt we want is Jing Wei. And so far, at least, the United States is like, nah, we're not, we're not giving him back. What did he bring with him? Why aren't you hearing about what he brought with him? Again, because it appears now a Chinese defector is confirming everything Donald Trump told you about the coronavirus. Well, not everything, but a good chunk of information about the coronavirus in China was in fact true. So the media, which doesn't want to face plant again for the 52nd thousandth time, is kind of like hiding and massaging the story. You haven't heard it anywhere, have you? If you didn't read Red State, you missed the whole thing. What does Dong have? Quote, Red State. Not only does Dong Jingwei have detailed information about China's special weapons systems, the Chinese military operation of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and the origins of SARS-CoV-2, and the Chinese government's assets and sources within the United States. Wait, there's more? Dong has extremely embarrassing and damaging information. Oh, listen to this about our intelligence community and government officials in the, quote, terabytes of data he's provided to the DIA. Oh, oh, now it makes sense. Now we got it. Why you haven't heard much about Dong Jingwei? What embarrassing information could he possibly have that would embarrass U.S. officials? U.S. in addition to the other gems he has, Chinese assets in the United States spying on us. Oh, we'd like to know who they are. Definitely. The military, the, wait, did he just say the military operation of the Wuhan Institute of Virology? I thought that was a civilian lab. So everybody had called me a conspiracy theorist about my Fox show last week. Uh, now it seems like a Chinese defector is confirming what I just said. I'll wait for your apology today. Just kidding. You losers have no dignity. You never apologize for being losers. But he also has information that would be embarrassing to us. What could that information be? Maybe that American public health, with air quotes, officials, because they really weren't interested in public health. They were more interested in propaganda. But public health officials, who knows? Who knows who they are? Maybe they knew about this the entire time, and the Chinese government knew they knew about the lab leak theory and that this was a bioweapons facility in China, and they just let it go because, God forbid, they put that out there and make Donald Trump look good. Wouldn't that be embarrassing? Hey, can we go back to that piece again? Embarrassing information. Can we flip back? Oh, they're very nice. Quick. Here you go. Justin's tied in the switch there. In turn, guy learns quick. Check it out. So Dong has a, quote, extremely embarrassing and damaging information about our intelligence community and government officials. Hmm. What could that be? That may be the next shoe to drop that you won't hear anything about in the mainstream media. That a major Chinese counterintelligence official now in the possession of the United States of America with, quote, terabytes of data has a bunch of information embarrassing to U.S. officials. Oh. Joe, can I get a hmm? 
Hmm. Hey, can I get him? Justin, please. All right. Everybody's saying, hmm. Hmm. Everybody's kind of curious here what that could possibly be. Kind of sounds like something I've been telling you about for a little while now, right? What else do we know about Dong Jingwei? Well, there was a suspicious group of Chinese nationals that flew back to the United States in January of 2020. Well, why is that story interesting? Well, many of them were students, and their scheduled return based on their paperwork was not January of 2020. It was later than January 2020. Follow me if this doesn't make sense. Anyone in the room can stop me, but they were supposed to fly back later, maybe February, maybe March, but they all, in contrast to what their paperwork said, said, no, we're going to come back early in January of 2020. Many of them were Chinese nationals who happened to be students. Why is that interesting? Well, they returned early for a very specific reason, according to uh, Dong Jingwei. Quote from the Red State piece, those students, parentheses, spies, Oh, there's, wait, does that say, there's students, parentheses, spies, were charged with reporting back on public policy changes, economic response and damage, impacts on the healthcare system, equipment, hospital bed shortages, et cetera, supply chain impacts, including how long it took things like semiconductors from China to reach the United States, civil rest, civil unrest, and on more. And more, excuse me. Civil unrest, I put on more in there. So we had a bunch of Chinese students, air quotes, we've somehow allowed into the United States that according to information from Red State, uh, Dong Jingwei is indicating they weren't students, they weren't students, they were spies. I still haven't gotten to why they came back early because someone in China got wind that the U.S. was going to impose travel restrictions, uh, notably President Trump's travel restrictions from China. Oh, Oh, yeah. That one, right. Maybe we shouldn't allow travel. Maybe Trump was doing something because he was a step ahead of all these other idiots. And remember all the people in the media? You can't have travel restrictions. That's racist. Uh, maybe Trump knew something that these people coming back that managed to beat the travel restriction back and change their plans to travel earlier to beat the Trump travel restrictions were doing so because they were spies, you numbnuts. But again, God forbid they put that out there in a mainstream media outlet that that now appears to have been confirmed by a Chinese counterintelligence defector we have in our possession. If they put that out there, that would make Donald Trump look good. So you got to hide that. Got to hide that. Can't have that go anywhere. I mean, is it? Uh, is this real? Like, is this? Again, as my father used to say, we were growing up. I don't know what it meant. I just know it meant like something was really stupid. He would always say, are you of this earth? Don't ask me what that meant. I don't know. I just knew when me and my brothers did stupid stuff, like took a wiffle ball bats and destroyed my, my grandmother's snowball plants outside. We hit them all like they were wiffle balls. They, he would say things like, are you of this earth? You know, like in other words, how crazy is this? Is this insane? That Trump may have had information that people coming back from China People coming back from China, maybe it was at least suspicious that they may be coming back for different reasons to spy on the United States' response to this burgeoning coronavirus epidemic they unleashed upon the world, the Chinese government, puts in a travel restriction from China, is subsequently attacked by lunatic morons in the media and liberals. And now it looks, according to a Chinese counterintelligence official like Trump was right, just about again. For the I'm losing track of the times here, we're in the thousands now, probably. They returned early, folks, to get around Trump's travel restrictions, which look now to be a genius move. Oh, there's more from this red state piece. Here's a lesson, and, and I encourage please read the entire thing. It is in my newsletter today. Please subscribe to my newsletter. It's free. It's the co- no cost to you at all. We, just, we don't spam your inbox. I will send you these articles every day. Bongino.com slash newsletter. This red state piece is in there. You want to see some of the stunning information we believe was provided by Dong Jingwei? Listen to this. Let's go through these one by one. 
from the red state piece. In addition, Jingwei's provided the DIA here with the following information. Early pathogenic studies of the virus we now know as SARS-CoV-2. Those pathogenic studies could be interesting. Maybe proving Donald Trump right again that this was likely a lab leak and a human-generated virus out of a lab in Wuhan creating bioweapons. That would be fascinating, wouldn't it? Here's bullet point number two, the deuce. That models of the predicted COVID-19 spread and damage to the U.S. and the world were present. The Chinese had models? You can come back to me and break it up if you want, Key. I know you don't like keeping stuff on the screen the whole time. I'm reading your mind. But that's okay. We'll go right back. So the Chinese government had models. Why would they have models? Did they release this on purpose? You're not allowed to ask that, Dan. Double-barreled middle finger right up your kabooserooski. I ask whatever the hell I want. I don't care. As I've said to the liberal losers who watch my show every day, my life is gold. I've lived a good one. 46 years on this planet, I've saved all my money. I don't give a hit with an S in front of it about what you think I can and can't talk about. You can't talk about the 2020 election either. Oh, that's coming up later, too. I'm gonna, the more you ask me not to, the more I'm going to double down. The Chinese government didn't release it on purpose. They may not have. Do you know that? How come they had a bunch of models about the spread and damage COVID would do? Huh? Can you explain that? Does Dong Jingwei know that? Are you even curious? Of course not. You're losers. By the way, thank you to the liberals who watch my show and promote all of my sponsors. You have, you have no idea how much money you generate for this show to keep it free for the audience. Thank you. Yes, applause for everyone. You have no idea. <laughs> We're getting people re-upping because of you. We love it. Here's takeaway number three from Dong Jingwei. It goes on. This just gets better. This Chinese defector apparently has financial records detailing which exact organizations and governments funded the research on COVID and other biological warfare research. <laughs> what? Wait, what? This Chinese defector has records showing that other governments funded, notice what it says there, biological warfare research. Doesn't say civilian use research. It says biological warfare research. Is that our government? Did people know about it? How much money did we give to fund Chinese Communist Party, quote, biological warfare research? It's a conspiracy theory. No, you're just an imbecile. Hmm. Kind of curious about that one. Oh, he also has the names of U.S. citizens who provided intelligence to China. Ah, wonder who some of those are. Were they some of the people involved in the funding of the Wuhan Institute of Virology? Wouldn't that be just fascinating? If U.S. citizens so worried about their funding, some of it which they were sending to the Wuhan Institute, were helping China obfuscate where the lab leak coronavirus came from, in order to keep their funding streams alive, that would be really interesting, wouldn't it? Dong also has the names of Chinese spies working in the U.S. or attending U.S. universities. How embarrassing for U.S. universities would that be? A bunch of Chinese spies where universities took their money and they infiltrated our U.S. universities. Wouldn't that be crazy? Here's a few more gems. Financial records showing U.S. businessmen and public officials who've received money from the Chinese government. Public officials, that could get quite interesting, too. I wonder who's on that list. That should be a motley crew. And by the way, I don't give a damn if you're a Republican or a Democrat. You were taking money from the Chinese government. We're going to talk about it on the show. We're going to make you famous or infamous. Had the details of meetings. Two more here. Details of meetings U.S. government officials had, perhaps unwittingly, with Chinese spies and members of Russia's SVR. U.S. government officials meeting with the Chinese Communist Party in Russia. Oh, spies. That's just great. That's just great. Here's the last one. How the Chinese government gained access to a CIA communication system. That sounds like a problem. 
leading to the death of dozens of Chinese people who were working with the CIA. Ladies and gentlemen, as I said to you when we opened up this segment, we may have the grand puba gold standard of all sources right now. We may have the kingfish of all sources. But you won't hear a damn thing about it in the media because apparently he has information about U.S. government officials who may have been working with China. And he also has a bunch of information indicating that Donald Trump may have been right the entire time about the lab leak, the travel ban, and of course the media, which is a fully owned subsidiary right now of the Chinese Communist Party and the enemies of America, want nothing to get out there that would embarrass them or embarrass the Democrats. They are disgusting, filthy people. Disgusting, grotesque, horrible people. Actively working on behalf of enemies of the United States right now. I've got a tweet by... Pretty good reporter, Adam Housley, I'll, I'll uh, put up in a second. I, I do have to get to my second sponsor. Uh, we got a lot more to get to on the show today. But this will tie this thing up in a bow about what China is trying to do now. Um, kind of related to what this uh, Dong Jingwei let us know about. Hey, the White House has issued alerts against increased ransomware attacks and is urging all organizations to take critical steps to protect their businesses and individuals. Ransomware attacks are devastating. They use software to encrypt your files, then lock up your computer or your device. Then a ransom is demanded for you to get your files and data back. It's really terrible. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting all of our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet. In an instant, a cybercriminal could steal what's yours, sometimes even harm your finances, your credit, your reputation, all of it. I had my identity stolen. It was pretty awful. Good thing there's LifeLock to help. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they will send you an alert. I get them. I get texts and voicemails. You'll have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. Listen, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock identity theft protection. Seriously, I can't recommend this enough. I have it for my kids too. They are on top of everything. They give me voicemails every time someone checks my credit, which is good. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com slash Bongino. That's lifelock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Go today. Thanks, LifeLock. All right, tying up this story. I, I think I made the case there, folks. I hope I made the case to you that this is only the most important story of the month, possibly of the year so far. A massive tranche of terabytes of information indicating that the Chinese government may have unleashed a bioweapon on us, wittingly or unwittingly, and had a plan for how it would spread, and U.S. government officials were involved. I can't think of a bigger story. There's even another angle of this. Here's Adam Housley on Twitter. He's a pretty good reporter. He says, quote, again, what I reported tonight, this is from June 4th, U.S. intel has a Chinese defector with Wuhan info. Just talked about that. He says, and China is trying to produce variants of COVID that suggest it came from bats to cover up that the coronavirus originally came from a lab. Putting a cherry on top of a spoiled cake there. That, yeah, the Chinese government now in a panic is feverishly probably dissecting every single bat in Wuhan, desperate to find a virus that looks like the coronavirus. If you're a bat in Wuhan, you've been, well, get out now. Get out, sell your apartment immediately. Sell your co-op, your condo, liquidate your stocks and get the hell out of Wuhan because you are quickly going to wind up on the operating table and I think they're out of anesthesia. They are desperate to try to find a coronavirus in a bat. And that's not good for you. Listen, uh, just kind of tease at the end of the show, I got a hilarious video for those of you watching on Rumble. If you haven't heard, if you if you watch or listen to the show, whatever, on Apple, Spotify, or just the audio only, please go back to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. Watch this video at the end. It's one of those Friday videos. It's absolutely hilarious. I'll play the audio, but the video is a thousand times better. All right, moving on to topic number two here, posting W's. I told you we're going to start posting W's on a lot of them. What are W's? They're wins. Um, I'm not going to sit here and depress you the whole time. The country's falling apart. But listen, we're in a lot of trouble. I get it. I get it. Hopefully we'll fix it, but I don't want people down all the time. We are doing things that are working and are making a big difference. And one of the W's we've had and where the left is totally panicking right now is the incredible grassroots American awakening and uprising 
on racist critical racism theory. It's a racist theory that teaches your kids to hate other kids for their skin color. It's the very definition of racism. Critical race theory is racist. If you support it, you are a racist. As I've said repeatedly, radio, TV, and elsewhere, you are not just a soft bigot. If you support critical race theory, you are a hardcore racist. No excuses. That's what you are. Well, it's working. Well, what's working? Critical race theory? No. Your activism against it. And you should take a small bow today. Shows like this and other shows on Fox News, Tucker Carlson, Hannity, the Breitbart team, all the other podcasts out there who have made critical race, the Daily Wire folks, critical race theory, who've made the exposing of critical race theory a priority, has the left in a panic. But why? Why is the left in a panic? Because look at this article by Paul Bedard. Be in my newsletter today. You should read it. Washington Examiner. Critical race theory makes race relations worse. 43% of Americans say yes. Only 24% say no. You see what happens, folks? You see what happens when we use our tools, acting locally, making our own beds locally, as Jordan Peterson would say, make your own bed first before you try to change the world. Acting locally, getting on TV, going to your school boards, calling local talk radio doing whatever you need to do to expose the fact that critical race theory teaches kids to be racist. It is working. We are finally turning the tide against this public health menace, and that's what it is. Teaching our country to be racist will lead to the destruction and a rotting cancer stage five from the inside out. It is working. It's working. The numbers are right there. It's not enough. We take a celebratory lap and then keep running. No, no one should be popping any corks right now, but I want you to start posting W's and telling your friends we're posting wins. We are learning how to turn the tide in the culture wars. And the left is in a panic about it. A panic. A panic. Folks, candidly, we failed for decades. We did. I'm sorry to tell you. We were walking into methadone clinics talking about the Laffer curve. Can't win a culture war that way. People there dealing with a heroin addiction, they don't give a damn about the Laffer curve or tax rates, marginal tax rates, marginal propensity to consume versus save Keynesian. They don't care about any of that stuff. They're thinking about getting better and clearing themselves out of this toxin in their system. We failed. We did. I'm sorry, but we did. We never had a message problem. Freedom and liberty are, as I say all the time, they're sexy things, man. They're good. It should be appealing to people. It should have a natural magnetic attraction. So why is it that we're the party of freedom and liberty? And yet we continue to get owned in the messaging war. Is it that we've had terrible messengers? Maybe. Is it just we focus too much on focus groups instead of focus and data instead of focusing on emotion? Maybe. But we're learning. We're putting a lot of those losses behind us and we're learning how to incorporate the same messaging tactics of the left using emotion as well as data to buttress a point and we are turning the tide. Well, what are we fighting and why is this so important? Another article, Washington Examiner in the newsletter today. You want to know who's behind this? Critical racism theory? Headline. Barnini Chakraborty. Washington Examiner. Group with Marxist ties behind critical race theory pushing schools. Oh, it's Marxist ties people pushing? Of course it is. Ladies and gentlemen, why would a Marxist group? Why would a Marxist group want to push critical race theory? Marxists seek societal division. It's the only way they'll get people to forfeit their civil liberties. Check that. Step one, Marxists have to get people to hate each other, cause chaos. The only way to get people to forfeit away their liberty. Cause chaos. Marxists are going to come in to save you. That's step two. Save you with air quotes, okay? What they tried to do to foster societal chaos, the original ideas of Marx, was class warfare. The bourgeoisie, the proletariat, the capitalist people stealing over. They tried the class warfare. The class warfare didn't work in the United States because rich people get poor and poor people get rich all the time. So people were like, well, some real class war here. My neighbor just bought a nice house. He was a plumber, saved his money. It didn't work here. So then they tried environmental class warfare. What do they call them? Uh, you know, the watermelons, green on the outside, reds on the inside. They tried environmental warfare. 
Oh, my gosh. Look at you capitalists polluting the ecosystem. Meanwhile, the United States is some of the cleanest air around. That didn't work either. So the left figured something out in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. They figured if they couldn't get class warfare and environmental warfare to cause the chaos they need to get you to forfeit your civil liberties, then how would they do it? They would do it through race warfare, getting everyone to hate one another. Oh, there's where critical theory and critical race theory come in. It's the white male patriarchy, in addition to the capitalists and the environmental terrorists. They're ruining your life. Oh, and some people bought it. The Marxists have been pushing this stuff forever. They want a race fight in the United States. They don't want racial harmony. Racial harmony does nothing to advance their cause. You will never forfeit your liberty in an environment of racial harmony, ever. Look at this from the piece. Washington Examiner. This Marxist group was founded by the late Howard Zinn, a Marxist historian who served as a foot soldier in the Communist Party. Zinn became a progressive hero and is best known for his book, I might know, terrible book, A People's History of the United States. The book quickly became required reading by enthusiastic professors around the country and has sold more than two million copies. Book's a joke. Remember that scene in Goodwill Hunting? Hey, Howard Zinn. Howard Zinn, yeah, sure. It's a Marxist group pushing this. They need. They need the United States to rot itself from the inside out. And the only way to do it is that way. I've got two pieces of video. I'm going to take a quick break here. Two pieces of video after the break showing you here that the left does not know what they're talking about. They're making this whole thing up, number one. And number two, they are in an absolute panic that you are turning the tide in the culture war on critical race theory. I got this spot. Hold on. Oh, here it is. Hold on. What was I looking for? Yeah, my ETS mag. Sorry, I should have had this out. This is actually one of mine. Attention, new firearm owners and enthusiasts. I got a great gift idea for Father's Day. The best gift here. In these uncertain times when it comes to personal and home defense, magazines, they're important. Just as important as the firearm and ammo you carry. If your magazine malfunctions, it doesn't matter what you have a paperweight in your hand. It's difficult to find reliable magazines that are durable and will function when you need them to. That's why I use these, the mags from ETS. They're the best. For the past six years, ETS has manufactured the toughest polymer magazines on the market. They're impact resistant. Drop them. I, I drop them all over the place. They won't crack or break when exposed to harsh environments either, chemicals, or even the extreme cold. Look, they're clear. See right through them. Why? So now you can see the ammo count and the type you have in there. You know, you have a misfeed, you can see it right in there. You want to see how many you have left? You can see it. See how many rounds you have loaded. ETS mags come with a lifetime warranty. And are available right now for Glock pistols, Smith & Wesson M&P, M&P Shield, Sig P320, H&K VP9, MP5, as well as AR-15. This is one of my AR mags right here. If you need durability and reliability for personal and home defense, check out ETSMags.com. That's ETSMags.com. While you're there, don't forget to check out ETS's awesome speed loader. Pop them right in to save time and save your thumbs. That's ETSMags.com. Use promo code DAN for 15% off your entire order. All right, getting back to the show. Showing you again how the left is in a panic that we've incorporated. We've melded their culture war tactics into our own strategic, uh, our, our strategic battle plan. They're panicking. This is a longer clip, but it's important. It's a, a hapless goofball of a so-called reporter. She's not a reporter. She's an activist who poses as a reporter. She's a joke. But this woman, Brandy Zabrosny, I mean, she's an anti-free speech advocate. She's like, she attacks people on Clubhouse and other apps. It's really embarrassing. She is in an absolute panic over the fact that Americans are figuring out that people that support critical race theory are racist and they're teaching their kid to be racist. She's in a panic. I don't know why. Does she want people to be racist? I don't know. I can't get in her head. But here's an appearance she did on MSNBC. And I want you to take pay very close attention over about a minute and a half, but it's worth your time. She's panicked because parents are showing up at school boards and saying, I'm not going to teach my kid to be racist. She doesn't like that. Why? I mean, you can only get in her head. And she's also panicked that the Freedom of Information Act, in other words, you as taxpayers, your ability to see what the government's up to with your money, she can't stand it. I'm not kidding. Two takeaways. She's panicked about FOIA. She wants government secrecy. And she's panicked about parents actively getting involved in what people teach their kids 
because she wants to continue teaching critical racism theory in schools. Listen to this. Listen to the panic. What you think? This is absolutely terrific. Check this out. It's hard for me as a reporter because I don't want to put uh, foils in a bad light, right? Freedom of information laws are wonderful things, but it is in fact a tactic of um, national and just hyper and, and uh, fast growing local organizations to use onerous public records requests. So what we'll see, what we saw in Maine is asking for all of these records requests of, you know, how much money did you spend on anything involving race? And then that is used to sort of um, frame, again, the school board as being, um, as, as paying for, for um, uh, CRT, which again, is just not the case. And so that's what happened there. In Nevada, we saw, um, again, this local group called uh, Nevada Family Alliance, who was really known for trying to get um, Drag Queen Story Hour stopped at the local libraries. And now she, one activist there told me that this was the opportunity she had been waiting for. So she files these onerous FOIA requests, gets them, and then translates them in a way that's just not correct or accurate, in a way to suggest that, again, the school board is coming from your children and teachers are specifically teaching kindergartners white kindergartners that they're somehow oppressors. It's just not really true. So onerous FOIA requests, um, school board meetings being uh, showing up in mass and yelling at school board members, all of this is sort of a tactic. And it's being left up on by national organizations from the Heritage Foundation to ALEC to um, other groups that have popped up after um, the Trump presidency to sort of push this American first agenda. And it's also being, you know, roundly embraced by news organizations, like you mentioned, like Fox News, Breitbart, other right-wing organizations who are just covering this stuff en masse when it's really yeah. a local issue. When this joker goes on TV to panic about something, you should all take a bow. Then you should pop the corks. Get yourself a little Don Julio 1942, take a swig of Ruski. Maybe a double shot with a little bit of uh, with a cube in there. I don't know. I may be doing that tomorrow. Night. <laughs> Maybe. Not sure. Haven't decided yet. We'll see how the Fox show goes. Whenever Zdrozny's in a panic about something, it usually means that we should double down. Notice what she says in the beginning. She goes, oh, you know, FOIA. Yeah, I mean, I'm a reporter. I should celebrate the freedom of information. But then she goes on to describe how FOIAs are onerous and how they're being weaponized. Being weaponized mean they're being used by your political opponents. That's called we that's weaponizing them. And then she says, oh, and then they're using these FOIAs to show how schools are funding basically critical race theory. But that's not what they're really doing. No, no, that's what they're really doing. Like we showed the money. They've showed the lesson plans. And then she said, you notice what she said? She leaves, I, many of you probably caught it at the end. Some of you didn't. She says, you know, and, and, and they're saying like that the kindergartners are being taught that their kids, if they're white, are oppressors. But notice what she said. She doesn't say that's not what they're doing. Do you hear what she said? She said, well, that's not re really what they're doing. Notice how she throws that in there? She can't say that's not what they're doing because they are. So she's like, no, that's not, that's, that's not really what, what they're doing. And then she's panicked that parents are actually, my gosh, she's parents showing up at school boards demanding to know. The, oh, my gosh. These parents, how horrible, demanding to know what people are teaching their kids with their tax dollars. When Brandy's or Drozny's in a panic, take a bow. You're winning. She's a joker. She's losing. They know they're losing. They know they're on the wrong side. If there is a moral arc of history, which I hope there is, they know they're on the wrong side of it. They know they can't defend their Marxist, racist training anymore. They know we've got them in a corner. And they're panicking. So they're, they're, they're lashing out at FOIA requests, school boards, parents, anything. Here's a, again, tragically hilarious segment here. This was on the Tucker Carlson show last night. In case you think there are any redeeming characters to racist, critical racism theory, teaching your kids to be racist all the time, can't say that enough, folks, because it's true. The people behind it are mental morons. They can't even describe what racism is themselves. Uh, you doubt me? Here is, uh, was this Henry Rogers? Is that his name? Goes by Ibram Kendi now. Here is one of the big proponents of critical racism theory, teaching your kids to be racist. Tucker Carlson played this last night. This is one of the guys pushing this. Probably, uh, so I don't know how many copies of his book he sold on this. Let me even mention the title because it's not even worth mentioning. But he's at this conference and this, you know, genius with air quotes is asked what racism is. I mean, we're only being 
uh, having this book rammed down our throats all across America, you'd think he'd have a general idea about what he's talking about. Listen to this answer. And as, as, as Justin, uh, Ju- as intern Justin said this morning, which was really great, when you're giving the definition of a term, you, tif- you don't typically include the term in the definition. You know, when you're asked to describe, like, what is a gavel, you don't put definition, a gavel-like object, right? When you're, a- when you're asked to describe, you know, what is a-, a coaster, from our friends, we the people here, you don't say it's an object that looks like a coaster, correct? You describe what it is, right? Square object made of a thin fabric, possibly leather, used to shield a table against a wet, wet, wet or hot cup, whatever container, whatever it may be. You don't typically watch Ibram X. Kendi. Watch him try to explain what racism is by just using the term racism over. Racism is a racisty, racist thing that does racist stuff and leads to racist stuff because it's racist. And you're like, even the people in the crowd are like <laughs> laughing uncomfortably like, is that real? Are we really paying this guy a bunch of money for this? Check this out. During the question and answer session, one of them dared to ask the most basic question of all. How are we defining racism? How do you define it? Now, you'd think Ibram X. Kenny would be ready for that question, but he wasn't. Here's what he said. You talked about the importance of defining racism, but, I, but I, unless I missed it, which is possible, I didn't, I didn't hear your personal definition. Is there, is there one that you would offer us? Like, how do you define racism? Sure. So racism, I would define it um, as a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. (laughs) Sure. A a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. So racism is racist stuff, or as Kendi puts it, and we're quoting now, it's a collection of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas, end quote. Right. Dude, dude, come on. Keep going, keep going. No, no, keep it. One more. This is at least, a. this is the first quadruple monthly one more. Oh, for the record. <laughs> yes. 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 We have not done a quadruple monthly in six months. Right? At, least. at least. I think there have only been three in the history of the Dan Bongino Show program. That is a minimum. That may have even been a, a five-star monthly right there. <laughs> that is the <laughs> it's hilarious. Notice how, as Justin rightly said, All he can do is use the term in the definition because he doesn't know what it is. Racism is racist, the racist stuff that leads to racist outcomes, does racist stuff, and by promoted by people who are racist, say racist stuff, do racist things that leads to racist, the racist, racist stuff. And everybody in the, did you hear the laughter in the, they're like, (laughs) they're laughing uncomfortably because I guarantee you people in the audience are like, holy, did we just pay this guy for that? He could literally have gone to like MiriamWebster.com and read something. Hold on. We're going to do this on you. Let me give you right now uh, Ibram Kindi, Henry Rogers, definition. Let's go this. Let's, let, let's just put this in a search engine. Definition. We're doing this on the air to show him how easy this is. Definition of racism. Prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Pretty fair, right? Pretty fair definition, no? Yeah. He couldn't even think of that. Ibram Kendi, whip out your phone. Whip it out. Just, just put it in a search engine. You're a lefty. You probably use Google. Just Google it. How hard is this? It's racisty, racist stuff, but racist people do racist things. This, even Tucker's like laughing at this guy. Like, is this a joke? These are the people who are teaching your kids. So the, a Marxist group associated with this Zin project is paying a bunch of money for school teachers paid by your tax dollars to teach your kids how to be racist. And they're asking them to read a book by a guy who doesn't even know what racism is and didn't even think to put it in a, he's a lefty, a Google search on his phone before the thing starts. 
can you imagine for a moment being like a mathematics professor, right? Going up to give a lecture. You're this noted MIT math professor. They pay you $500,000 for a speech in front of the World Mathematics Bureau. There's no such thing, but if there was, they'd probably pay that. And you get up there, and the first question is, sir, I'm new to this. Can you explain what a differential equation is? It's a differentially thing that looks like an equation that talks about equations that are differential, and differential people aren't differential or differential equations. You'd be like, what? What? Can you come again with that? This is who we're paying. This is who we're paying. Our military's reading this guy about racisty racist stuff. Oh. No, he didn't. What did you just say? Is that true? Guy says he wrote eight books on racism. Can you imagine this? Here, hold on. Hey, Justin, come over here a second. Grab me that Spygate book, please, for a second. You want to meet producer Jay here? Come on camera. Wave hello to the audience. Give him a look. You got to get tall. So come down. See, he exists. I'm not making these people up. All right. There's Justin. All right. <laughs> so I wrote some books too. So Guy says Ibram Kendi, who doesn't know who thinks racism is racisty racist stuff, right? Ibram Kendi wrote eight books. I wrote, I don't know, three, four, who the hell knows? But I wrote a book called Spygate. So, okay, if you want me to come speak, right? I don't do a lot of public speaking, but I will come speak on Spygate. So imagine I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'd like to give a lecture today on my book, Spygate. I really enjoy this book. And then someone raised their hand, hey, Dan, what's Spygate? And I'm like, ah, uh, hold on a sec. And I'm, I'm like this, feverishly going through the book. What the, Spygate. Uh, sir, can I get back to you on that? Dude, you're here for a lecture on Spygate. What the hell is Spygate? Can you imagine? Can you? But when you're a lefty, this stuff all just put it in a search engine. What is Spygate? Well, it's a series of agencies that I think were corrupted that spied on president and then candidate Donald Trump. Okay, thank you. Now we can move on and we can get to Spygate, the book. Holy Moses, are we living in peak stupid? My gosh. This is, this is the United States we live in. Your tax dollars are paying to get racist trading from a guy who thinks racist, racist, racist stuff is racism. All right. I got a mental break here. All right. Let me get to my last sponsor. And I want to get to this Georgia stuff because the memo on the Georgia potential election fraud stuff, the memo, we'll call it, uh, this stuff is getting even more disturbing by the minute. John Solomon's all over it. Of course, ignored by the mainstream media because they just don't care. Hey, moms, dads, we know you do anything to protect your family, but many of you don't have a trust or a will in place. Make sure your loved ones are taken care of by creating an estate plan online with our friends at Trust and Will. At trustandwill.com, setting up an estate plan this simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children. You can determine who gets your stuff and plan for future medical care for all from the comfort of your own home. Hiring a traditional estate attorney, listen, it can cost thousands. And using a one-size-fits-all template, it's not specialized enough for you. Trust and Will documents are designed by estate planning experts, and they're customized for the state you live in. Also, they have live customer support seven days a week. Trustandwill.com's team is available to answer any questions you have while setting up your customized plan. Trust and Will is the most trusted name in online estate planning. The category leader on Trustpilot, and they've helped hundreds of thousands of people protect their families, their assets, and their legacies. It's important. Act today. Get peace of mind. Go to trustandwill.com slash Bongino and get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. Don't wait. Go today. This is really important. Get 10% off plus free shipping at trustandwill.com slash Bongino. That's trustandwill.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Thanks, Trust. Appreciate it. All right. This Georgia stuff is getting freaky deaky now, folks. Another story in my newsletter today. If this is the day to read the newsletter, this is it. John Solomon strikes again. Georgia investigators' notes reveal massive election integrity problems in Atlanta. Here's the memo. 29-page memo that was obtained by Just the News. Cites, listen to this list. Double counting, insecure storage, massive chain of custody problems, and a worker's threat to, quote, F stuff, we'll call it, up. 
to F stuff up, expletive, expletive. You get what I'm saying. Folks, again, does this mean there was this positive fraud that's going to flip Georgia? When I have that evidence, if I get it, I will give it to you. We don't have that right now. Do we now have evidence through an internal memo sent around to Georgia Secretary of uh, State, uh, 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 what's his name, Brad Raffensperger, who apparently knew this? Do we have evidence that they knew there were problems? We have absolute evidence they knew they were problems. We got a hold of their memo. From the Just the News piece, the bombshell report constructed like a minute-by-minute diary cited a litany of high-risk problems in Georgia, such as the double counting of votes, insecure storage of ballots, possible violations of voter privacy, the mysterious removal of election materials at a vote collection warehouse, and the suspicious movement of, quote, too many ballots on election day. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. This is happening. Goes on. This seems like a massive chain of custody problem, quote. The contractor, Carter Jones, warned in the memo delivered by his firm Seven Hill Strategies to Raffensperger's office shortly after the election. I told you yesterday, I will say it again. I will say it repeatedly. I will say it over and over. We will not be dissuaded from talking about what happened in the 2020 election. I don't care who says it. We will never be stopped ever. You will never stop us. The more you tell me not to talk about it, the more I double and triple down. Here's your warning. When we get answers on that and we will continue to demand them, we will put them out on the show and there damn well better be answers, even if they're ugly ones. Double counting of ballots. Now, to be clear, later in the piece, some people believe that it wasn't indications of fraud, maybe potential sloppiness. Again, we hope that's the case. No one should be praying for election fraud. I don't care who your candidate is. We'd like to know that our elections are honest. But as I said yesterday during the show, are you telling me our only choices right now in the Georgia election in 2020 for president, our only two choices are gross, pathetic incompetence or fraud? There's no option C there. Really horrible, incompetent fraud. And the most important thing we do is as, uh, as citizens of a country voting, terrible, incompetent fraud or, or, or incompetence or fraud. Those are, there's no option C there. Is there a none of the above? Because that sounds kind of scary to me. Another one I want to get to because I, I got to get to this Trump story. Just quickly, Bongino.com is a great piece in the show notes. George Soros is back. Soros is back, folks. Soros is backing more anti-law and order candidates in 2021. Remember what I told you about acting locally? How the, uh, how the uh, Democrats figured this out a long time ago? Look at some of the candidates George Soros is sponsoring locally, helping to fund. New York City's far-left mayoral candidate, Maya Wiley. She rails against billionaires. That's hilarious. Maybe she hasn't looked at George Soros's bank account. He's figured out a long time ago what I've been begging you to do. Act locally. It's already working against CRT. Why did I put that story first? Because the left figured out the importance of thinking globally and acting locally a long time ago. They loved it so much they put it on a bumper sticker. The left is all about bumper stickers. It's a bumper sticker ideology. Coexist. Tolerance, think globally, act locally. They don't believe any of that. None of it. None of it. They believe and think globally, act locally. Coexist and tolerance, a bunch of crap. It's just a bumper, bumper stick there because they thought it sounded cool. Well, something I've been asking um, the president and his team for a long time to do, and they are really now doubling down. Very proud. Not that he got, he gets us from a lot of people. I, I, I shouldn't say that. Max, like, like, look at me, look what I said. A lot of people, and he's, the president has really got his finger on this issue. Real Clear Politics, another story in the show notes, absolutely worth your time. I'm going to cover some of this on my Fox show this weekend too. Don't miss it. Donald J. Trump, Real Clear Politics. A plan to get divisive and radical theories out of our schools. Yes. I'm going to go through these quick. He has like a seven or eight step plan. I'm not going to go through all of them. I'll go through four of them. But he put on paper, President, uh, President Trump put on paper a real battle plan. Folks, this is what every lawmaker in the country should be doing. Putting down on paper what we can do. Talk doesn't matter if it doesn't motivate action. President Trump is now giving us a battle plan right here for action to stop the indoctrination of racism in our school through critical racism Marxist theory. Step one, President Trump, 
every state legislature should pass a ban on taxpayer dollars to any school district or workplace that teaches critical race theory. Do this today. Do this today. We're an action-oriented show. Shouldn't point, right? Arrowhand. Arrowhand. Do this today. Today. Who is your state rep or your state delegate? Who is it? Who's your county councilman, city councilman? Who are they? If you don't know, go to a search engine. Put in there. Who is my state delegate? Who is my state representative? Email your state legislature, city councilman, your state senators today. Don't wait. You have to do it. Please. I'm begging you. Will you support a ban on taxpayer dollars for critical racism training in our school? A ban of this. Will you? Get it on, get it in email today and send to put it out on Facebook, Twitter, Parler, everywhere. Make sure everybody knows where your state delegate stands. Folks, please, today, Trump knows he's not stupid. This is just step one. Today, do it today. I can't say it enough. Get the email from them, take a screenshot and put it all over your social media accounts. Here's where my delegate, Joey Bag of Donuts, stands. He said he refuses to stop racism training in our school and won't ban taxpayer dollars. There's nothing they hate more than being exposed. Brilliant, President Trump. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's just step one. Here, quick, step two. I said I could do this quickly because I got this video at the end of the show that's hilarious. Second, each state should create its own counter-programming. A 1776 commission, right, to examine the public school curriculum and ensure students are receiving a patriotic, pro-American education, not being taught that the United States is an evil nation. Yes. 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 Not only should we be ripping out from the root anything that teaches our kid to be racist, we should be teaching our kids to love one another for who we are, that they live in the greatest country on earth, battle scars and all. We should teach those battle scars. They're important. And do you know why? Because those battle scars have gotten us where we are now. In a very diverse, rich country full of people from all over the world. Yes. Counter-programming. Patriotism. Love of your neighbor. Love of country. Yes. Step three. Trump says, parents have a right to know exactly what's being taught to their children. As students return to the classroom, states need to pass laws requiring all lesson plans made available to every parent should be posted online. Yes. Yeah, I love this. I love this. There's eight of these. I just I can only get to four in the interest of time. Read this piece. Real Clear Politics. Be in my newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Go get it. Put it on Facebook, Twitter, Parler, Telegram, Gab, CloudHub. Whatever you're on, locals, whatever you are on, take that article and plant it there. Whatever you're on. Here's our battle plan to fight back. I'll get to one more because it's important. Now it'll make sense. How I tied the Soros stuff into this. Soros and Donald Trump. No, it's not about Soros. It's about how the left knows acting locally matters. Well, so does Donald Trump. The left is like, he's dumb. Really? He's dumb? You sure about that? He won the presidency the first time he ever ran for office. It can't be that dumb, right? Smarter than you idiots in 2016. Fourth, Donald Trump says, parents need to organize locally. Amen, Brother Trump. In every school district in America, to eliminate action civics and other versions of the effort to contort civics, traditional civics education into a vehicle for political indoctrination. There it is, right there. There it is. Act locally. There it is. I didn't make this up, folks. President Trump's smarter than I am. He's figured this out. Act locally. There's a battle plan out there. The only impediment to the battle plan is for you to go and implement it. All right, it's Friday, so I'll leave you on kind of a funny note. If you didn't see this, if you're listening on audio, I try not to play stuff on the show that's either audio or video only because it's the show some people watch it on Rumble and some people listen on whatever, Apple, Spotify, River. But you got to go to my Rumble account. It's not a trick. But hey, go to my Rumble so I get view. I don't really, you know, just fast forward to the end if it makes you happy. But I want you to watch this video because it's hilarious. I'm at rumble.com slash Bongino. Guy <laughs> was wondering if we should make this guy the zero of the day. I'm like, Guy, I don't even know. I'm so down on this guy. Here's rep, a representative, House of Representatives. I know Joe's left. He's already seen it. Here's this guy, Donald Payne. And he's at a 
they're doing, you know, the Congress is doing stuff remotely now, so they're all on Zoom. This Donald Payne guy, this rep, he gives exactly zero hits with an S in front of it, how he looks on TV. He's sitting at this meeting. He's in, like, his PJs, and he gets up, and this happens. Check this out. Authorizing capabilities CISA has brought, has built through a pilot called Cyber Sentry, which allows CISA to partner with certain strategically placed critical infrastructure to monitor and detect threats in real time, specific threats to industrial control systems and operational technology. Would you agree that for CISA to be effective, it needs... I don't know what's more hilarious that Donald Payne gets up with his gut hanging out and what looks like a pair of boxers on, some some drawers. He's got his gut hanging out. I don't know what's funnier, him getting up to adjust the camera with the gut shot or I think it's Kat Kamek, the Republican congresswoman below him. Her reaction is probably, she's like, eh? what? go back and rewind that. Watch that again. I don't know what's funnier. Folks, please check it out. Rumble.com slash watch. It's worth your time. Ski's like, do we make this guy the zero of the week? I'm like, no. I don't, I'm not even sure. This guy's like, I don't care. I'm like, get up. He's like, good. Hey, boy, I'll show you mine. Look, look, belly too. I'm going to get, yeah, we're going to get up for the show. Hey, check this out. Gonna, he doesn't even care. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not so down on the guy. I'm not, I wear it. I wear a t-shirt on Fox. What am I to say? I don't believe in dress codes. He's like, yeah, got my drawers on. Get up, show you my gut. What do you, you like that fellas? I've got a ruski. Not so down on the guy. We'll, we'll make it neutral. Not a hero, not a zero. All right, folks. Thanks again for another great week. Again, it makes my Fox show tomorrow night, Saturday, 10 PM Eastern time, unfiltered. We've got Rand Paul. We've got Devin Nunes. We're going to light it up. I got a killer opening monologue. Totally off script, so I don't know where that's going to go. <laughs> I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.